Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Impromptu mock draft time. Ladies and gentlemen, no better time than a Tuesday night. Go picks one through 31. With Hayden Winks, Hayden, let's lay out the parameters here. We'll be alternating picks. You have the odds. I have the evens. Are trades allowed tonight? We will do trades. We will try to make some predictions here, but uh, more conversational than the last one. So maybe bring up a comment, more casual, just kind of yeah. get the vibes right on a laid back Tuesday. And even from the last one that we did, what, last Wednesday or Thursday, a it lot is. has happened. Yep. Odds changed. Insiders are on different sides of reports on the national perspective. Um, and I will say that we always try to be predictive with these. So we are going to use team tendencies. We're going to use depth charts. We're going to use contracts um, and so much more. Just the buzz that is out there. And a week from today, our mock draft will be totally different as well. But I'm, I, I always enjoy going through all these exercises and I'm glad you and I get to pick each other's brains. Okay. Start the draft. Hayden pick number one, Carolina Panthers. Who are we going with? It's like minus 1400 Bryce young. So let's just get this over with Bryce. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll say the Panthers have not put the magnet at the top of the board yet. That is Wednesday and Thursday of this week or when the coaches come in, uh, Scott Fitterer, Dan Morgan, and someone else got up on stage today and, and talked it through Hayden. It's funny. I don't know if you notice this, but Scott Fitterer and Frank Reich apparently have not talked about who they like as the number one quarterback in this class. That's a little interesting wrinkle on top of everything. That would take so much restraint. I can barely go like a day talking to you of all people about what your opinion is. If you had an NFL head coach, I would be so. Imagine if we told Rodman like, hey, you can't tell us which prospects you like until a week ahead of time. I get Um, it, but I also wouldn't be able to do it. Okay. So pick number two is the one that is the biggest puzzle at the moment. And, you know, there's some CJ Stroud love at this pick. There's some Will Levis love at this pick. Lance Zerline, who is incredibly connected to the Houston Texans is saying that now even they are calling teams to try to get out of this selection. I don't know if they would go as far as Hayden to even trade within their own division. Like, do you think the the Indianapolis Colts are a possibility? Because we've seen teams like last year, the Lions and the Vikings trade with each other, but that was for Jamison Williams. You know, it's not for a quarterback that you're going to maybe face for the next decade. It would make sense if you were fading something. What's the best leverage you can get is have your division be in on it. But I don't think that's how the NFL works. I think it would be pretty unlikely for them to go to four. Um, and it's interesting because like a week ago, NFL Network uh, reporters were saying that it's only C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young out of the Texans. Now, since then, it's been all over the place. I can see this one going a million different ways. I think the Texans want to trade down uh, potentially, but I don't think they want to go too far down because there's the right. top three defense alignment, which I think that's what they want. So I don't think they're going to go down too far here if they do. Yeah. What is more likely the Texans trade out of this pick or they trade up from pick number 12 all the way up to number three, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I, what I think has happened, this just talking this through, what I think has happened is Bryce Young was going to be their pick at number two overall. Okay. Correct. And if he was there, he would be the selection. Now you have, okay, do we take our second ranked quarterback or do we take a defensive player who has a higher grade? I think that's what the decision that they're trying to make right now. And some of us have even projected that Will Anderson is a perfect grade on their board. Yeah, and I think the other thing is how does the rest of the NFL view C.J. Stroud? Because there was all these rumors about it's just Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, then it's a drop-off to everybody else. Maybe the Texans are like, oh, if there's a team like the Raiders, for example, or the Lions who have C.J. Right. Stroud way ahead of the other quarterbacks, maybe now they would be willing to to drop down. So I think right now it's between Will Anderson or C.J. Stroud. Maybe there, you can get Galaxy Brain with Tyree, but I think it's going to be Will Anderson or Stroud. And I would say Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson have had very quiet processes because we haven't seen an athletic profile for either one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go Will Anderson here as a second overall pick. No quarterback. If, if you want to go go to our other mock draft, that's Josh had C.G. Stroud being the pick from the Lions in the trade-up. So if you want to see an alternate yep. way this can play out, go watch our other video. Yep. All right. Pick number three, Hayden. You're up. Um, I think the same exact boat. They're going to try to trade down if they can. I think there would be a chance that the Colts would would pick swap right here. Do you have any teams that would possibly want to trade up for C.J. Stroud? Um, gosh, you know what? With Adam Schefter turning into the human torch on the set and betting Dan Orlovsky that only two quarterbacks are going to go in the top four. It's so fascinating. Each draft cycle, a couple of years ago, the national insiders were behind the local reporters. Then last year, the national insiders definitely were on top of, let's say, Sauce Gardner to the New York Jets, whereas the entire Jets beat writer collective were like, no, this isn't happening. Um, I do not think a team will want, well, even though the Cardinals really want to get out of this pick and are probably desperate to do it, I don't think a team is trading up to number three right now. I will give them Tyree Wilson. Okay. I think it's between Tyree Wilson or uh, Christian Gonzalez, but most of the consensus is that Tyree Wilson is going to go ahead of Gonzalez. Um, I think they're another team that probably wants Will Anderson, but this is what Adam Schefter wants. We'll give Adam Schefter what he needs. Okay. Pick number four, um, all signs indicate and that the Colts are going to take a quarterback. Now we all know what assumptions can lead to. Maybe we are over-assuming that the Colts are one of these teams that are locked into a quarterback in the first round. It would only make sense. I mean, new head coach brought in Gardner Minshew, which is like the perfect bridge quarterback, that new year system previously, right? So then the question is, which quarterback? Because at this point, I think it is fair to wonder, Hayden, if we, those who write and talk about football, like CJ Stroud more than the NFL collective does at this point, because I would have thought a team would definitely take him at number two or trade up to number two or number three to do it. But there hasn't been that much buzz starting that, you know, or, or creating that. Initially there, there was like, we got the reports that they're in it. One, two is Bryce and Stroud, at least among like the consensus at the quarterback position. I've seen Will Levis get some more love. And now like Will Levis is supposed to go ahead of Anthony Richardson. I just don't know how you can watch Will Levis and CJ Stroud. I think that it should be Levis. So I would think that the Colts would love CJ Stroud at four. Okay. That's where I'm going to go is CJ Stroud at the fourth pick. We just recorded our CJ Stroud video. That'll be in the channel later on this week. Um, 
I don't think the Colts are like an ideal spot for him. I also think that Shane Sykin isn't only going to coach offenses the way that he did with Jalen Hurts and CJ Stroud. And obviously his placement from the pocket is just ideal at all three levels, at all quarters of the field, face mask between the numbers, upfield shoulder, all that stuff. CJ Stroud definitely fits, I think, any style of NFL. Yep. Offense. All right, pick five, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I think that they are going to debate quarterback a little bit, but mm. I think that Jalen Carter, I see him going ahead of where people think he's going to go. I would make him the selection here. I think that Tyree Wilson and Will Anderson definitely are on the Seahawks wish list, but for right now, I think that they want to plug up their defensive line with one more spot, and I think Jalen Carter um, rightfully so stop taking those top 10 visits because he knows he's going to go really high. And I think that he would be a great scheme fit in Seattle. I don't think this is going to happen if he's on the board. I think that at age 70 plus Pete Carroll is like, Hey, I just want to take dudes that I totally believe in because they have found traps in their past and wasted first and second round picks on, let's say prospects with peculiar draft processes. Um, who knows? And I have no idea what their interactions have been like with Jalen Carter. I also don't think it's going to be a quarterback. I think this is worst case scenario for the Seahawks that if Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson are off the board, what do they do at five overall? So you think that it, it goes, I'm guessing Will Anderson one, then Tyree and then Jalen Carter for, well, I think Tyree, then Will Anderson, then Jalen okay. Carter for them. Okay. Interesting. Right. Yeah, but this is worst case scenario. I still think they would take him in this worst case scenario. They, I don't think they want the corners. I think they need more help on the defensive line. Pick six for the Detroit Lions. I've planted my flag. I am the guy that is going to continue to push the quarterback narrative for the Detroit Lions, just in the hope that they are working in the shadows in mysterious ways and taking a look at all these quarterbacks. I think that they told us last year, if you listen to Brad Holmes and read between the lines, hey, that quarterback class sucked, you know? We also even heard from Jared Goff today that they have not come to him for a contract extension. It said that is not his decision. So next year, you could cut him, save $29 million on top of a $32 million contract, and then be able to pay and add on top of all of your young talent on the roster. And think of how fun it would be to root for the Detroit Lions. If Anthony frickin Richardson is our let's quarterback. go, this is what I'm hoping for. Yeah, it'd be just so amazing. Uh, I think he's a Dan Campbell guy as well. So I I'm with you that they are definitely a secret team. They can get out of that, co- that Jared Goff extension uh, as of next year. They are quarterback to you right now is no bueno. I think there's every reason to pick uh, Anthony Richardson, right? This here. is the perfect time. It's a crossroads moment for the organization. Either you extend Jared Goff and get what you can with him, which is a successful offense with Ben Johnson calling plays, but pay him more than he is making right now and hit your wagon to him over the next three ish years, or spend this sixth overall selection, which you have by not your own doing. And you probably won't be selecting in the top 10 unless something goes awfully wrong in the next couple of years, make the most of this opportunity. And it helps that they also have picks 18, 48, what 55 on top of that. Like I know it's your window. I know you're the favorites for this division. Still use that other three great pieces of draft capital and take the quarterback at number six. I think Anthony Richardson in another year, last year, easily the number one quarterback in that class easily. 
Yep, right there with you. Um, I love this pick for the Raiders. Uh, Will Levis. The reasons uh, why I like this is they can somewhat get out of Jimmy G's deal next year. It would still cost anything like $10 million in dead money. Uh, but all the offseason talk, whenever like McDaniels gets up there, he always talks about toughness. They want leadership. They want to get younger at the position. Um, and there was a note from Lance Zerland talking about how Will Levis, like the jargon, like the in the in the huddle, the, the yeah. play length, how long it goes. Like to me, that just like screams or like Josh McDaniels would like a notoriously hard playbook uh, to find. They also were in discussions with the Bears for that first overall pick. So I think that they have a quarterback that they really like. There may be a couple of them. So I think that the Raiders are one of the teams that are definitely in the quarterback market. Uh, Will Levis to me seems like just the intangibles would just fit what Josh McDaniels wants. What do you think about, hmm, what do you think about the odds of Will Levis now being favorite to dr- be drafted ahead of Anthony Richardson? Like, should we read between those lines or is that more, um, hey, there's smoke at the number two overall pick for Levis and not for Richardson? Yeah, I've seen the smoke to number two. Um, I think it's possible, but like, and we're talking about favorites. I could say the Colts as well. Yeah, it's like 60-40. So I, right. I think that nobody truly knows. I think that we're just ballparking this, really. I I think, like, quietly the Lions are in on quarterbacks. I kind of think the Raiders are out on them. Um, I don't think McDaniels, and this is just me saying this, who, who's a great, you know, offensive creator and designer, has just been not good at uh, developing quarterbacks in his past. Let's put it that way. Um, As much as there has been smoke this past week on Will Levis, I still would not be shocked with him to be drafted as the quarterback for and later than people think. I think it's certainly possible too. Yeah. Despite this recent buildup that we have seen over this past week. Okay. Pick number eight, the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, the top corners there, even though they just traded for Jeffrey Okuda, we I've seen some local beat writers project them with offensive tackles recently, which is interesting play on the right. And then when Jake Matthews retires, switching over to the left side. Um, But I think that the player that they are going to go with is Nolan Smith, the edge rusher out of Georgia. Um, This is, I have my eyes on this a lot. And if not here, maybe at 10 overall, because he could be edge three on every single board out there. Heck the Cardinals are bringing him in for a visit. If they trade out with, the Raiders and they miss out on Will Anderson or um, Tyree Wilson. I think Nolan Smith is probably their pick in the top 10. And I think he fits this new saints defensive coordinator who this team, other than Grady Jarrett really fails to generate pressure. They've overpaid a lot of some other players out there in free agency. And I think Nolan Smith from a character perspective and obviously from an athletic trait standpoint would really fit this unit. It's the position that they 100% need. I would also argue quarterback. I hope like Anthony Richardson is on their board, but there's been like just some hesitation that that's actually going to happen. Uh, Nolan Smith, just the athletic profile. I would not be surprised if he goes higher than people expect. He gets after it too, for being somebody that's undersized. Uh, he can, he can hold up on his own in the run game too. So this would be a surprising pick, uh, but I, I do like the call. Okay. Pick number nine, the Chicago bears. So, We've talked through this, Hayden, in the past that, at least for me, I think this is the last spot that Jalen Carter falls to. He's obviously been off the board for quite some time. So where do the Bears pivot to? This is not going the Bears way. I think that they would probably take one of the corners over. I think that they would want to trade up in this spot. Like, again, if we could rewind a little bit, 
if the Raiders aren't into Will Levis and they like both corners, I could see the Raiders easily trading out of number seven and then the Bears getting up to mm-hmm. that spot. But then for who is the question? Yeah, I think that the Bears want Jalen Carter to be there uh, or one of the edge rushers. We'll see if they make it that far. So that's, I think, the the spot that the Bears are in. Um, I think that probably uh, Christian Gonzalez is probably going to rank highest or Devin Witherspoon here. Um, let's go with Witherspoon. He's right now the slight favorite over Gonzalez. Uh, cornerback is still a need there. Is it their biggest need? Probably not. But um, maybe they can work in the second round to get back up uh, to get one of these tackles. And Skaronsky is often mentioned there in pick number nine. If we just go by the critical factors of the leak that the Bears put out on their own board, um, length is one of those. Uh, now, to be fair, we've seen Elijah Vera Tucker. We've seen Chris Lindstrom be drafted in the top 15. Obviously, um, Quentin Nelson be drafted that early as a pure guard. And so I, I wouldn't get mad at a top 10 spot, but um, – I doubt Skaronsky would be the pick at number nine. Yeah, I think if it goes tackle, I think Paris Johnson uh, or Darnell Wright would make some sense. Okay, pick 10. This is not B. John Robinson. Um, I'm going to go exactly what I did in the previous spot, Hayden. Now, Christian Gonzalez is very interesting here because I know that they brought back Slay. They obviously brought back James Bradbury, but the Slay contract, even me like trying to read it on over the cap, I do not understand it. Um, I've seen some like Bo Wolf, I think suggest that it maybe is a one-year deal on some level. Um, so maybe they would want to go young at corner, but I think that what they've seen already is three edge rushers go off the board and they understand that later on the first round, they can't really get one. So Lucas Van Ness is my pick here. Yeah. And a lot of the mock drafts I do, Lucas Van Ness is just kind of the one that sits right there. Um, Christian Gonzalez falling this far, I think would be a pretty big, um, surprise um but i think that the titans just really need offensive line and peter skaronski could play guard for them and has a chance if uh diller doesn't work at left tackle to kick back out that way i think that he's just the identity pick uh that variable needs so i'm gonna go peter skaronski as a pure left tackle in terms of and we talked about this in the last one andre diller is now like the 16th highest paid or 18th highest paid left tackle in the league and that doesn't mean anything you know yeah. that doesn't prevent you from Drafting anyone in uh, in round one. Okay, we'll go with Skaronsky there. Now at pick 12, and I do want to go through like maybe at some point the exercise of the Texans training up to number three overall because that has been thrown around. If like the ownership is adamant that, hey, we are coming away with a quarterback in this class, but then the actual evaluators are like, but we have this perfect grade on Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson. That would allow you to get both of them, you know? So, oh, you have it. In my latest mock draft, that's what I did. Okay, interesting. Um, I think that's possible. Um, I definitely think that's possible. But here at pick 12, I mean, they need everything. I know this team just drafted. Um, here, let me pull up their depth chart. I know they just drafted Derek Steenley. They obviously added Desmond King. Steven Nelson, they've added him for agency as well. So I don't know if like Christian Gonzalez is the pick here. Oh, I think um, it would be just because of like pure grade and not being able to move off of that. Yeah. 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 I mean, they certainly are one of the teams that have both of their tackle spots locked down. Larry Tunsil and Titus Howard. They just drafted obviously an interior offensive lineman last year. So let's go Christian Gonzalez. I haven't seen this projected anywhere. 
Yeah, because most of the time Christian Gonzalez is is long gone. So interesting. Okay, pick thirteen. You're back to the New York Jets. I like Nolan Smith in this spot a lot. Obviously, he's gone. Um, it's basically like edge or tackle, and just kind of what's their evaluation on the tackles. Um, I guess this is kind of where like Darnell Wright and Paris Johnson you you kind of get into the mix. Um, Van Ness just went. Nolan Smith's gone, so it's probably going to be the tackles that are going to be graded the highest so let's let's go with paris johnson his like uh higher lower over under is at like 10 and a half so this is kind of the range where we expect him to go it is on my radar and i don't just want to keep bringing up one person but you know lance's dad was an offensive line evaluator in the nfl and he's saying that just like paris johnson isn't as good as people think um again i have a slip of darnell wright being the first tackle off the board and you know, Skronsky will definitely be called a tackle, but the next one after that, it wouldn't shock me at all if if Darnell Wright is is up there. That's I will it. say I I agree with uh, Lance's point there, but I think he was mostly saying that like ninth overall seems like he's not a top ten player, and maybe Got he's it. more he's closer to like the teens. And I think that from nine to thirteen would be like a slight fall. Um, okay, first consensus. Just so we can write that we have trades, I'm going to put out a trade here. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's how the sausage gets made, folks. So uh, it's the same one in terms of teams that I projected the last time because there is an organizational overlap between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New England Patriots. The Bucs are in dire need of a left tackle and just seeing Paris Johnson come off the board. Let's throw in 19 with 14. Um, Let's give them 82 this year and a third round pick next year. Deal. Deal. Okay. And um, at 14, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to take Darnell Wright. Now, I know this past season, um, the the Tennessee Vol played right tackle is a behemoth out there. He's a finisher, but he also has snaps at left tackle as well. I think the Bucs have done a ton of homework on offensive tackles in this class. And I think they would even fall in love with one just at 19, but I think Wright might top their board. Yeah, and if your prediction comes true that the offensive tackles are going to go earlier than expected, and that's kind of what I'm doing in, in a lot of my mock drafts, uh, they might have to move up. At 15 for the Packers, I just love this fit so much. Jackson Smith and Jigba, I love oh, yes. trolling Aaron Rodgers. He met, he meets their thresholds. He is a huge team need. He's graded this highly. So uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba to the, the Packers just kind of fits every single box uh, they could possibly check. Could 15 to the Packers be the earliest that Michael Mayer goes off the board? Yes, but after like, I mean, go watch our videos on JSN versus Michael Mayer. I don't know how you can make the value work where you take Mayer over JSN personally. So mm. uh, I'm going to bet that Meyer goes later than 15th. I don't view him as a top 15 overall player. It's really hard to do at the position. So I think JSN at 15, this is kind of like his sweet spot. I love that. I mean, the dichotomy in Christian Watson's game and JSN's game would be perfect, perfect for someone like Jordan Love. Um, okay, Washington Commanders, since he's on the board, we're going to go with Bijan Robinson. Um, so Brandon Bean came out, and you know this is always asked about these general managers in these pre-draft press conferences. How many first-round grades do you have? Typically, the teams like are open to saying it, and it's anywhere from, I don't know, 20 to 22 to 25. All that Brandon Bean said this year was, there's not many, and I'm not going to tell you the number. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I'm not saying this in relation to the bills that they would draft Bijan Robinson, but I think that that will help 
Bijan because at some point, if he gets to the teens, maybe all of a team's first round grades are just done already. Oh, yeah. And so you have a talent grade on your magnet or in your Excel sheet, whatever it is. And his is just going to be so much higher than that reach that you might have with a second round grade next mm-hmm. up that I would be shocked if he makes it out of, let's say, this general area in the real NFL draft. Yeah, I think he's not making it past 19 to the Bucks. I think I I love mocking Bijan to 16th. Uh, the current GM came from Detroit, and while he was uh, in Detroit as the GM or the assistant GM, they kept taking first, second, third round picks on the running back position. I don't think Antonio Gibson uh, or uh, Brian Robinson are preventing Bijan Robinson from getting in there. So to yeah. me, this is, I don't want to say it's his floor because there is no such thing as a floor in the NFL draft, but this is pretty some, getting close to it. I haven't done any homework on Washington yet. I need to uh, dig into my Rolodex and see what I can pull out of them. Um, I think this is a good point from Kyle. I wouldn't think Washington would take Bijan because, you know, they've recently drafted Antonio Gibson. They, just drafted Brian Wait, Robinson though. last year. I know. And this is what I want to say is one Antonio Gibson's on a contract year. And if you remember back to last preseason before Brian Robinson got shot, they were basically done with yeah. Antonio Gibson in some degree. And then I think Brian Robinson is like a fine complimentary number two back, which is basically what he should have been at Alabama. If we're being perfectly honest and a team that is going to try to play really good defense have really good wide receivers that they just tried a first rounder again last year and um, try to run the ball and invest in their offensive line. To me, it's like the perfect formula when you have Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Yeah. And Ron Rivera. So he has Marty Herney and Martin. Yeah. Yeah. The full squad just loves their backs. Yep. Have you ever been on vacation after a long day of activities or sightseeing? You have a night in room service, bathrobes, and television or movies. And when you're in a foreign country, you scroll Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming service you have. And you realize that the library of content there is so much larger than it is in the United States. You start a new show, a new series. And when you get back home, you realize you now have to find that on a different service or pay for it in a different way. That is where Surfshark comes in. It's a VPN service that lets you virtually travel the world with a tap of a finger. You can go to Spain, Canada, Costa Rica to watch the content available in those countries. So you can try Surfshark today, totally risk-free with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And get Surfshark VPN at surfshark.deals underdog or enter promo code underdog for three extra months for free. You heard me right, three extra months for free. That is surfshark.deals slash underdog. Um, okay, pick 17, Pittsburgh Steelers. I think this is the tackles. Could you pull up which tackles are available? Broderick Jones is probably going to be my selection here. Yep, Broderick Jones is on the board. Yeah, they need tackle play bad. Uh, their entire offensive line has been a focus this offseason. They've made some uh, adjustments on the interior. If you're going to have any chance that Kenny Pickett's going to take a second-year leap, uh, and they obviously have Najee Harris is young. Deontay Johnson is relatively young. George Pickens is young. Uh, they just need better offensive line play to give this quarterback a chance. So Broderick Jones, to me, this would be a perfect fit. Pick 18 Detroit Lions uh, after going Anthony Richardson dog earlier on. Um, I'm focusing on this one as well. We're going Emmanuel Forbes corner. Wow. Mississippi State. I understand that there are other cornerbacks on the board in Joey Porter in Deontay Banks. And those are definitely possibilities. 
Um, I posted today that Emmanuel Forbes is on a visit to the Detroit Lions. Uh, I know that as a first round pick, I think his odds are like plus 150 at the moment. That hasn't opened up on my book yet. But if it has for years, I would hammer that. I mean, I'm putting him all the way up at 18 overall. Yeah, so. this is higher than I ever see him go. You're this is this is your guy. This is um, I think back to back mocks. I've had him in this spot. If it's not here, look out for New England. If it's not there, look out for somewhere else. I truly believe that Emmanuel Forms is a first round pick. All right, I'm squeezing him into my next one. I think I left him out. Um, well, I can't give all my secrets right now, Hayden. Okay. Pick 19 to the New England Patriots after trading down with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Accumulated, what, a third-round pick this year, third-round pick next year on top of that. Oh, Bill's in love. Uh, there's a numerous places they could go here. Yeah, I always like uh, tackle and edge rusher. Um, there's an edge rusher, one left, Miles Murphy, I believe. Uh, I think he's going to go pretty high. Um, I think that he'd be a great fit here. I, I feel, it feels like they just need one more power guy, and I think that Miles Murphy – uh, could be could be that I, I've seen a couple of people I forget if it was Lance or somebody else uh, was saying that they think that Miles Murphy's gonna go earlier than expected so I think this is kind of his range yeah just to reiterate the point with the Patriots Matt Judon wrong side of 30 even though he's arguably their best defensive player and I believe Josh Uche is on the final year of his contract and he's tiny he's more of a rotational guy right. and yeah. so this miles murphy type is almost like the trey flowers from a few years ago who can play outside a little bit play inside a little bit really powerful uh and has really good athleticism on top of that so i yeah. i think that style fits the patriots to a t mm -hmm. um okay seattle seahawks pick 20 early on you gave them jalen carter i think because of how much they've spent on like draymond jones and with these other defensive pieces i'm going to stay away from defense and I just keep blocking on to Zay Flowers at this point. Um, he's a different style than Tyler Lockett. He's certainly a different style than DK Metcalf. And the team really doesn't have a player at this moment that they can get the ball in their hands and make something after the catch, especially over the middle of the field. And it, again, stands out to me where Marquise Goodwin played a pivotal role for them and especially contested catches at his size. And they didn't go out and fill that with anyone, with anyone. So let's give them Zay Flowers here. I think there's a perfect range for one of these wide receivers. Yeah, Jordan Addison, I think, also makes uh, some sense. I don't think they need Quentin Johnston necessarily. So I think it would be no. Zay Flowers um, or Jordan Addison. I keep going back and forth. Um, I've noticed. Okay, theory. Good. 20. If they pass on the likes up top, could this be a Hendon Hooker spot? I think this would be the earliest that he's going to go. I th I'm I think it's unlikely, but possible. I think I think most likely he's probably going to go early second round. But uh, we had Daniel Jeremiah, Ian Rappaport say that it's more likely that he's going in the first round. I think this is like from twentieth down to about fortieth overall is kind of where Hendon Hooker is going to be on. Okay, and by the way, once you get to a point where you don't have someone that instantly comes to mind, mm -hmm. let me know because there's going to be some teams later on that will probably in. want to trade up. All right, perfect. Um, Chargers, I think Jordan Addison makes sense. We've made the connection with the wide receiver coach who recruited Jordan Addison initially. I'm not going to draft him, though. Oh, I guess we are going to draft him. What? Why, why did you say the name? Because I was going to say that that's the obvious one, but I was going to switch it up. It's fine. I'll make it work. Uh, I was going to pick a cornerback. They definitely need corners. They need a tackling corner, Joey, Joey Porter. But we'll stick. Well, I can make this work. Jordan Addison, the reason why we're mocking Jordan Addison to the Chargers is because he was initially supposed to go, I believe it was to Maryland. 
that coach left leaves Maryland, ends up going to Pitt. Jordan Addison decommits and then recommits to Maryland or to Pitt. He obviously goes off uh, after that. He goes to the Chargers, the wide receiver coach. Jordan Addison transfers out. So there's some dot connecting here. It obviously makes sense when when it comes to team needs. I think this is Jordan Addison's range. I think Michael Mayer would make some sense here as yes. well. Um, but I think the underrated spot is corner. Sorry about that. Um, it's all right. <laughs> you know, just quick fingers. Uh, to your point, I think pass catcher is like number one on the list for the Chargers. You know, number one. And when we talk about vertical, maybe Jordan Addison doesn't have the best size or the best speed. But man, at USC last year, he was an awesome vertical receiver. You know? So uh, I do like that pick. Okay. It could have been Michael Mayer, though. Like, this is, again, also the range of the Michael Mayer territory. Probably not with the Baltimore Ravens because they already have Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely and also also Charlie Kolar, who they took, mm-hmm. I think, in the third round last year. I wouldn't be shocked, though, if Todd Munkin gets back to some of the days where we saw, like, multiple three tight end sets with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Gosh, where do I go here? Um, but, 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 Let me pull up their depth chart. I was like edge rusher with uh, the Ravens. Yeah, but I mean, like Michael Murphy could have could have been a pick there, but obviously he is yeah, off the board. Spot. I mean, Will McDonald, I think, is an interesting name. Corner. Um, yeah, I mean, corners is definitely where I was looking. You know, Marcus Peters, obviously no longer there. Brandon Stevens has played well when he has been healthy. Jalen Armour Davis probably got more run than he was expected to, but I don't know if you can like get beyond maybe the cornerback value that yeah. is on the board at the moment. And let's go. Uh, I'm going to go Deontay Banks here. Yeah. Deontay Banks, Joey Porter, I think are pretty strong selections at this point um, to that. The Vikings also need it, uh, yep. especially with uh, Flores. They're going to run a lot of man coverage. Their cornerback depth chart uh, has some hype, but not a whole lot of like reliability right now. Joey Porter makes a ton of sense for them. I do think that the Vikings are, one of the Hendon Hooker potential teams. This is an analytics-based front office. And, I mean, if you plug Hendon Hooker into my models, he's certainly popping. But um, I think Joey Porter is going to be one of the players that has a first-round grade on most teams. So I don't see him falling too much further than this. So Joey Porter? Joey Porter. (laughs) Okay, just want to make sure. Uh, Just quick rewind. We love to dot connect when things look out of the ordinary when it comes to draft stuff. When Keon White was invited to the first round, um, went like this a little bit. I think the Ravens are a possibility for him. Kind of that bigger edge defensive line buddy filling both spots. That's a very Ravens-esque player, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Okay. Brian Branch, I think, is the easy selection here. I got Um, one for you. Are you going to say tight end? I would say Michael Mayer. Yeah, I, that is a possibility. I mean, especially with Evan Ingram on a contract year. And even the utilization of Evan Ingram isn't your traditional tight end. It is not your traditional tight end, right? And he hasn't even signed his franchise tag, by the way. I don't think it's going to linger. I mean, like he's that. going to play. Yeah, but he is going to play. Um, I have a huge curveball for you at this pick. Hennon Hooker. Um, I'm not going to put it here, but... I think offensive tackle might be more in play than people are expecting um, just because of the uncertainty at that right tackle spot. Yeah. Walk a little. Yeah. The uncertainty at the right tackle spot, but let's go with Brian branch. Uh, he's not going to play on the outside for them. 
He will play in the slot. Safety. He's under the safety group. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brian Branch here. I think he's he's becoming a very common pick here at the Jaguars, which means it's definitely not going to happen. Yep, Michael Mayer. That's what's going to be. Um, okay. Giants at twenty five. How do you feel about the spot? Would you rather move out? Um, I think that this wide receiver group needs size, and I think there's a chance Quinton Johnson falls out. But if there is going to be a team in the back half of this, I do think that Quinton Johnston would make some sense. You have some hesitancy with this. Yeah, I don't think the Giants would feel like they need to draft Quentin Johnson at 25. Interesting. Okay. Do you want? Do you have a team in mind for a potential trade-up? Yes, but they're at 31, so they're one of your teams. All right. Well, well if it's going to be for Anton Harrison, it uh, is. yeah, let's do it. I, okay. I believe I've mocked this exact trade, so okay. I'm, I'm with you. Kansas City Chiefs give up 31, get 25, and um, let's say they have to give up 63, but then they get like 128 back. Cool. Um, okay. So Anton Harrison, I think is going to go above this. See, you've said this. And then at the same exact time, I've seen like Lance, like I, I I can't figure this this stuff out. I'm on your, I'm on your side. I'm just saying, I keep mocking him. I got you. Whenever I hear the words and great people, but Daniel Jeremiah put it this way or Peter Schrager. Go look at the five-year averages, right? Just saying. I'm I mock him in the first round. Oh, don't, I mean don't he yell is, at me. He is locked in to the first round. All right. Go yell at them, not me. That's I your Michael For- that, that's your Emmanuel Forbes. That is your Anton Harrison comment All right. today. Fair enough. Um in fact, I've heard his name connected much earlier than this. Um in fact, I've heard two teams prior to this. That love Anton Harrison. Steelers and Bucks. No comment. Nailed it. Dallas Cowboys. Um, let's go. I mean, Dane is very connected to the Dallas Cowboys. And I think that they would go with Michael Mayer over Dalton Kincaid. I agree. Um, it seems like Mayer is this is like his floor. There is no such thing as floor in the NFL draft, but I think that relative floors, I think this is where Michael Mayer would go. I think the NFL is going to love Michael Mayer, probably interviewed off the charts, competitive blocking. They use him in a variety of spots. Go check out our video on Michael Mayer down on the channel if you have not already. Uh, the baby Gronk monitor is totally off to me. Uh, I think he's going to be a very consistent. 500 to 750 yard tight end in the league. And maybe even more than that in an offense like the Cowboys where, you know, they got Dalton Schultz and force fed him a lot too. He can be better than Dalton Schultz. I promise that. All right. Buffalo bills at 27. This is an interesting spot too, um, because it's a very good team and I don't think they're done making moves uh, in terms of big time players. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so they've been somewhat linked to DeAndre Hopkins. That tells me that wide receiver. You think it's going to happen? I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I've been mocking Quinton Johnson there just because uh, they've talked about yards after the catch is like a big focus of their offseason, and we've seen that with the Deontay Hardy um, pickup. So I think Quinton Johnson would make sense, but I am with you. I keep I keep hearing DeAndre Hopkins to the Bills. Um, so do you have another player in mind? This is like one of these teams where it's like, Somewhat of an of a need on the interior uh, on defense. Um, Brian Brisset, Brian Brisset, Kalijah Cansey. I can go with. I I can be convinced to Brian Brisset. I think Ed Oliver and 
Cancy are slightly different types. Here, here's another, since we're just throwing hot takes around, I wouldn't be shocked if Kalijah Cancy doesn't come off the board before this, you know, like consistently mocked well ahead of this. It wouldn't stun me if Cancy's not a first round selection. Yeah, I don't think he's a lock. I think this is his range. I think he's on the fringe of round one. Um, Brisset is almost their AJ Epinesa potentially of this class a little bit, like different spots, obviously, but like maybe hasn't Size. hit exactly all the boxes that people wanted to check pre-draft. Um, I think Brisset might be a lean here. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm fine with it. Sold. I mean, none of their defensive tackles currently on the roster are locked into contracts after this year. So I think defensive tackle is number one on the list for the bills. Yeah. And Mozzie Smith could be that too, but he's a bit more of like a, um, uh, I mean, he's a big guy with a lot of explosion, but he's mm-hmm. not like the true pass rusher. I would say. Yeah. Mozzie Smith. I've always wanted to put him in my mock drafts, but he seems like he's ranked a little bit too low. So I can see we'll Mozzie see. Smith of the Cowboys. Yeah. I, I think there's a chance he goes round one, but I wish he wasn't ranked like 40th overall by some of the top guys. Who are you going with here? Let's go Brian Brisset. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I put Kalaja Kansi in last time here at pick 28 to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I wouldn't be totally shocked by a corner. Like Cam Smith is a name to me who's also on the fringes mm-hmm. of the first round. But let's uh, go in on this window yes. and go with uh, Dalton Kincaid. Love this one. Um at the very least, he can give you what Hayden Hurst gave you last year, and he can give you so oh, much more. Like yes. just his ability to adjust. And to me, what stands out is Kincaid is already so good at spatial awareness when it comes to zone coverage. And for a tight end, I talked to an NFL quarterback about this recently. Um, on the outside, he obviously wants wide receivers to create separation. He doesn't really care about separation when it comes to tight ends, it's just all about timing. So when he knows that you are getting up in the linebacker or defensive back's face and pushing off, the ball is going to be on you right in that spot. And Kincaid is so good at catching the ball away from his frame. And then again, against those zone soft spots, he already sits down in them. And then it's almost JSN-like with how he rolls away once he catches it and then picks up yards at the catch, even if we don't have an athletic profile on him. Yeah, go watch our Kincaid video and tell me that he would not absolutely eat with Joe Burrow. I think it's like a perfect scheme fits. And they have nothing at the tight end position. Yep. Again, we have like 20-ish prospect videos on the channel right now. If you haven't spent time, spend the next, I don't know, 45 minutes going through four or five of them. I think you'll really enjoy them. Yep. Okay. 29, New Orleans Saints. I always am looking at this spot for defensive line. I think this is the most shallow their defensive line has ever been, but they always go with size. And I come to this problem all the time. We're like, will Will McDonald and Kalijah Cancy both undersized for their position? And those are the the guys that are typically on the board. I think Mozzie Smith would make some sense here as well, but they also need another uh, pass catcher. I think Quinton Johnson would make some sense here as well. Um, Do you have, any of those leads. The other oh. one would be like Osiris Torrance, like a, a, getting a guard here. What I almost wanted to do, and it's not fair, but what I would have proposed previously is the Saints traded with the Buffalo Bills, and the Saints would have taken Dalton Kincaid in this spot because I'm You're still learning on this. I, I mean, I'm dot connecting is what we do. Look, you talked about sunglasses last year with Kayvon Thibodeau. This is me dot connecting right now, you know, where. They brought in Foster Moreau on a 
to sign him for a contract and he failed his physical and obviously is battling lymphoma now. Um, I know that they gave Jawan Johnson a good contract, but I don't think that prevents them from taking another tight end here. But that, that was just, you know, uh, a, an idea that I had. I also think maybe the saints are in a spot here where they would trade out a pick 29. Should we find a team for a hooker? Or do we want to wait for the Eagles? See, now, yeah, I, I was going to wait for the Eagles. The Eagles are like such a perfect team to trade down. They yeah. only have six draft picks and they've done it before. Like this yep. would be like screaming trade down. So let's, let's force a pick in for the Saints. Uh, do you think Osiris Torrance or another guard into your alignment? Could no, I, I, I think based on the contracts that they're in, they have to stick with the with offensive Pete. linemen that yeah. they have. Like yeah. even with Andrus Pete, who is so up and down with his injuries and even his play in the field, I think that they have to stick with him. I mean, the defensive tackles, they're all new. It's Kalen Saunders. It's yeah. Nathan Shepard. I mean, Malcolm Roach is still there. Like they're still waiting for Peyton Turner to yeah. literally turn the corner as, as an edge rusher. Um, I think I saw somewhere. Oh, Daigle mentioned this, that like linebacker is in play for the saints, but spending yeah. a first round pick on a linebacker this year. I haven't seen anyone suggest. And the problem is there's like three linebackers that are like graded very similar. So even right. if you write about the linebacker, like which one that is, you're going to have a fairly high chance of it. I always like Brian Brisset with the Saints. I, could see I that. think size wise that I keep jamming him in here for my mock drafts. I, I think I don't Quentin think it's Johnson, fancy. I don't I, think it's fancy. I think it's too small. Let's go Quentin Johnston. He's the highest player what? on the board. Okay. You think they need a they need another pass catcher. Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, Olave was everything for them last year. He's a vertical player. We can also throw in Rashid Shahid as a vertical player, but also with the ball in his hands. Um, I saw Michael Thomas recently deadlift like 450 pounds. So hopefully he gets in the field this year. Yeah, I mean, that that would be a fascinating connection of Quentin Johnson down in New Orleans. Yeah, the Saints are also a team that finds the guy they want and just trades 10 picks up and just drafts that guy. So I think trying to sp spend too much time on the Saints pick at 29 is probably a waste of time. Okay. So this is, like we said, the ideal trade-out spot for the Eagles. You said they have six total picks. They've already used one of them. So some teams that still need a quarterback that are in the early parts of round two, if this is the direction that we're going in. Um, for us, it is the Houston Texans. For us, it is the Seattle Seahawks. And that's it because you already gave the Raiders and then Tennessee Titans are on top of that too in this mock draft. So it's Houston. It's I Seattle. Think it's Houston. You think it's Houston? Yeah. You can't go into the season with Davis Mills, you know, yeah. like, and I've connected with Trey Lance, but I think the 49ers want to keep Trey Lance on the team, at least through training camp because they need bodies and they want to see what he has upside wise. Um, I also think that ownership can just tell uh, Casario and D'Amico Ryan's that guess what? I don't care which edge rushers you like. You are coming out of this draft with a tight end or with a quarterback. Maybe they have to be aggressive to make sure they get Hendon Hooker here. So yeah, let's do it. It's also one of those podium moments that you see randomly when three first round picks bunch of jerseys and like, Hey, actually Hendon Hooker was the quarterback two on our board. Yeah. And we were able to get him by trading up from yeah. pick 33. And then you have all three of these guys and yeah. Who was it? it was Will Anderson, it's Christian Gonzalez, and now Hendon Hooker here yeah. as third quarterback. And if you're talking about like Hendon Hooker limitations, I think this kind of offense 
uh, is like one that maybe you can just like work within those limitations. And Hooker to me was a good decision maker and get the ball out on time. That's what this offense needs. Uh, real quick, I see a comment. Uh, Seattle will love or will be obsessed with Hendon Hooker's makeup. I agree. I think that Hendon Hooker, I think he's on he's done eight official visits. I think number one reason for that is because he has a torn ACL. Teams want to get the most up to date information. Number two, I think there's actually high interest in Hendon Hooker. Um, the reason why I'm going against Seattle with the quarterbacks is they just paid Drew Locke a lot of money for quarterback too. And yeah. they got Geno Smith, uh, a decent bag there. And they're trying to make like, Geno Smith, the face of the franchise right now. So, um, I don't, I don't think it's going to be them for quarterbacks. Um, I think this is another comment that you and I talked about last time from Victor Four Niners aren't trading Trey Lance. I would hesitate on for that now. a little bit. I would say for now, that's the case, but like, let's say this falls this way for the Texans. There's also some theorizing because of the D'Amico Ryan's Bobby Sloat connection. Look, maybe they don't like Trey Lance because they've spent time with Trey Lance, but maybe they do. And in this move to get from 33 to 30, I gave away pick 65, the Houston Texans. If you were the 49ers and you have already said that Brock Purdy is your dude and that Sam Darnold is going to get first team snaps in OTAs, would you give up Trey Lance for pick 65? No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a possibility that in draft weekend, we see Trey Lance go to someone. The 49ers would have to be very confident Brock Purdy is arms. All right. At that point, they would have Sam Darnold all the way by himself throughout training camp. That's I don't know. I think he's going to stay at least through through camp. Okay. Um, before we get to this final pick, all of you right now, hit that subscribe button, that notification bell. We've got so much more good content here and it's not even draft week yet a week from today is going to be pure chaos and we're going to have a show a stream whatever probably every single day of it to keep you up to date and until then watch all those prospect videos hayden close us out here with pick 31 this is an interesting spot because you know last year i was hoping for corners to go to a wink martindale defense and you remember they took Kayvon because sauce was going to go could we see in this gray area where all the first round picks are gone, someone like Cam Thomas here or Cam Smith, excuse me. I can see corner here for sure. That's why like we always, I've always been kind of looking at like uh Brian branch here. Um, I'm cool with Cam Smith. Can you scroll down just like on the overall board? Yeah, make sure course. we're not missing out on anybody. Oh, the overall one. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there's a chance Cancy falls. I think that any of these edge, I can see Osiris Lawrence being the pick here as I well. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Um, let's go Cam Smith. Yep. I like that a lot. Premium position. Um, definitely consider premium positions right here. And again, in this fuzzy area, I firmly believe you're going to see names that in like that 20, whatever range to 31, that is going to be unexpected for, for someone. And Cam Smith to me is right on that fringe of, yeah. of one, two going in the draft. There it is. Look at that. Beautiful. beautiful. Um, would have liked some trades earlier on, like just again to theorize that rumor came out. I don't know who it even came from, but Jalen Carter, maybe the Steelers trading up for him. Was that that was a uh, Peter King? That yeah, was a Peter King joint. That's a bit rich, but we'll we'll see. That is you a bit did, rich. I mean, the Steelers did what go from was that ten to nineteen for linebacker a couple years Evan ago with Bush. Noah Fant. Yeah, yeah. So it's much. and yeah, it's. You know, some has changed, and then some I really think we can do some dot connecting to already. But, um, I mean, obviously, there's going to be so many changes. This is the week where everything gets decided. Like, all of these teams are either in it right now or Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday is when the coaches come in and they set their board 
in yep. finality. And so like this weekend, keep your ear out, keep, see the mentions to everyone who you believe is in the know, especially locally and see what they are saying, because this is when the board is set this weekend. And that's when people start talking. Let's put it that way. I mean, Daniel Jeremiah has always talked about this where he does mock drafts now, and then he gets to draft week and then boom, all the rumors and the buzz that he hears. And then things change considerably. I think Peter Schrager is the same thing where his first mock draft can be uh, a bit off the wall. I think he throws stuff at the wall and to see what reactions and stuff he can get from people in the league. And then they tell him some answers. And then that's why the second one is very different than the first. Dan Jeremiah and, and Rap Sheet had a little podcast together. And in, in that, uh, the NFL Network gets gets to the draft like a week early. And that's when Rap Sheet and Daniel Jeremiah compare their own notes. And then they can kind of fact check each other based off of who they've talked to. So all the good information, I think, comes out in the next five days. So we'll be we'll be grinding. That. I think from our mock draft, I think the corners went too late for, versus where, where they're going to go. Like the top two corners are. Um, but somebody always falls out of the top 10 unexpectedly. So that had to be Christian Gonzalez here, but I'd be pretty surprised if that's the case. So the lines are starved in their front seven from wreck and golf led a top five offense last year. Richardson, ex <clears throat> complete lack of understanding of team needs. If you tuned in, you know that this is the pivot point for the lions. Either, either they pay Jared Goff $45 million a year for the next three years, or which they have decided not to do yet or they take a quarterback now. Thankfully, the Lions also have, as we said, pick 18, which I believe we spent on a cornerback for them. Yeah. Then pick 48, then pick 55, where there's still some very good defensive linemen or linebackers or whatever else you want to hit on. They have done such a great job of accumulating draft assets. And let's not also overlook that you have Pascal, that you have the six-round edge rusher last year who's done some really fun stuff. Like, I'm just fully bought in on the Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell dynamic of what they've created. And there is no better time than now. No better time than to draft a quarterback. Because if you always wait till next year, then you're not going to have a guy that will be able to take you up to the mountain and be able to climb over it. Because we've already seen what happens when Jared Goff has to elevate the people around him, just to be honest with you. Yep. If it's not a quarterback, I think Devin Witherspoon checks every single box team needs for, for the chat. Uh, plus just the mentality out there, but Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud, those are the type of picks that increase your actual Super Bowl odds. Um, so yep. I'd like to see there's, it. there is no better time than now to take advantage of being and having a top 10 selection. And it wasn't even by your own doing is the genius of my friend, Brad Holmes. All right. That's going to do it. We have so much more content on the way this week and a live show. I think that Hayden is going to do with Sosa from the news team this Friday with team needs one yep. through even 32. Hey, we wouldn't talk so. about the Miami Dolphins on that team on that show. Yeah. Or the Rams or there's a bunch of teams, bunch of teams. All right. Thanks for being here. Be sure to check out the rest of the channel. Hit that subscribe button, the notification bell and up the villa because they're in sixth place. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next time.